I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So uh, today we have one mini story for you guys, one shorter story, and then my game plan is to spend the vast majority of this episode exploring a topic more deeply because there's a really complicated story that has been kind of at the top of the news lately, and I've been seeing it everywhere. However, I knew it was going to take like a lot of backstory to explain to you guys. So today we're going to take that time and dive into that backstory so that you guys can understand the story that is unfolding and I think really interesting. Let's jump in. So for our mini story, free COVID tests for all with the oncoming COVID season. Yes, I am still getting used to saying that. We will all be receiving the benefit of free COVID tests in the mail through the good old U.S. Postal Service. Now, you are going to have to order these tests on covidtests.gov. That's covidtests, plural, .gov. But starting Monday, you can order four free tests for your household in order to help keep the spread down as things move more inside and our immune systems take a hit from the colder temperatures. And then I wanted to touch on Kim Kardashian opening the American Horror Story trailer, which is her acting debut in a formal way, at least. So American Horror Story is launching Spooky Season with their 12th season, and they have put out a trailer that included the reality TV turned actress now, Kim Kardashian. She is playing a part she knows all too well, you guys, a manager. Her mom, Kris Jenner, may be one of the world's most famous managers, and Kim eats, sleeps, and breathes L.A. It is her home. It is her stomping grounds. It is her playground. And it is full of the industry types that she's actually going to be playing in American Horror Story. For the most part, reviews that have come out so far have said she nailed it. I mean, she does know this role. So this will be the first time we see Kim stepping into a more legitimate space for a celebrity acting and stepping away from the lurking shadow of reality TV. Will it gain her some legitimacy in the eyes of the world? We'll have to wait and see. And next up for today, this is the story that's going to take up the bulk of this episode, but I wanted to talk about the really tense situation between Canada and India. Let's dive in. So in order to understand what is happening today with this geopolitical wrestling match, you have to go back 
I mean way back, to colonial rule in India. So back in the day, India was ruled by the British, right? As were many places in the world. Well, when the Brits were finally kicked out, there was what I like to call on this podcast a power vacuum. If you're unfamiliar with this term, what does that mean? Well, when there's no one in charge, then anyone could really be in charge and the power vacuum is going to suck up a lot of people and they begin clamoring for that power and infighting is naturally going to break out. That is the natural result. And we see this pretty much whenever and wherever colonial rule comes to an end. These people have been oppressed for so long and everyone wants a piece of that newfound power once the oppressor is removed from the situation. And long-term grudge holding and infighting is almost always the result of this. And yes, that is what we are still seeing today all over the world, you know, whether it's in Africa with sort of different, you know, racial sex fighting or here in India where the fighting is mostly religious based. So in India specifically, if you guys remember, maybe you've never studied this. I studied India really in depth in college and visited India for over a month. Um, so I I feel like I have a good sense of the history. But in case you don't know, there is a very bloody struggle between the Muslim minority and the Hindu majority. So there are a number of different religions in India, even Christianity and Judaism and tons of other religions. But the two biggest groups are Muslim and Hindu. Um, But we're going to talk about a third religion here in a bit. This is why this is all so complicated. If you want like a place to dive in, I really recommend the movie Gandhi. I mean, it's obviously cheesy. It's very Hollywood. However, it will give you like a lay of the land of this backstory. But This fighting was only really resolved by the division into two countries, India and Pakistan. So Muslims literally walked out of India and Hindus literally walked out of Pakistan, like two lines next to each other going opposite directions, joining their respective religious kin in the other territory. It was super dramatic. It was super tense. This is all while Gandhi was in charge. And while he was hoping that everyone could just get along, that was not possible. He did even more than a normal leader would do to try to quell this fighting. He did hunger strikes where he would literally starve himself until these people stopped fighting because everyone had so much respect for Gandhi. They didn't want to see him die and pass away, but he literally starved himself to the brink of death to get everyone to stop. So we've heard a lot about that conflict in India But there is another religious conflict in India that is just lesser known. And that is between even a smaller minority, the Sikhs and the Hindus. You see, long after the Muslim population established themselves in Pakistan, the Sikhs actually wanted to establish a territory in the Punjab that was their own. That was their own country. But those in the government in India were super against this. They didn't want to split their country up further. 
a female prime minister of India even cracked down violently when there was an uprising that occurred of the Sikhs trying to claim this territory. And after that happened, the Sikhs were super beaten down and her Sikh bodyguards even assassinated her in retaliation. And so again, it begins this tit for tat, eye for eye, cyclical type of violence that I was talking about that, you know, we see all over the world in places where the colonial rule was removed. We see this infighting between the different smaller sects in a country because a lot of times, you know, as we've discussed on this podcast, a lot of times colonial rulers would come in and draw you know, borders very arbitrarily without any respect for the groups that already existed that they were lumping together who, frankly, didn't really get along. And so this, you know, again, when you remove that oppressor, it just creates utter chaos because of the power vacuum. So this cycle of violence, you know, the uprising and then her squashing the uprising and then her getting assassinated it's kind of like, you know, Romeo and Juliet with the two sides are both holding grudges forever, even though you can barely even remember where it all started. And now that violence ha- that has been going on for generations has spilled outside of India's borders. You see, following that Sikh rebellion that was squashed so violently, Sikhs began leaving India altogether. They're like, we're over this. If we can't have our own country, we're going to go settle somewhere else and build our own communities elsewhere. So there's a big community in New York, but an even bigger community of Sikhs in Canada. And you see, this particular man was doing a bunch of different activities to try and drum up and basically revive interest in a Sikh country in Punjab. And he was doing so from his home in Canada. He was doing things like holding votes on this subject. So it definitely was a little antagonistic, but at the same time, he doesn't really have the power to do anything from India I guess that's debatable. But either way, this activist was shot dead, murdered in June in a parking lot by two masked men um, who then jumped in a car and sped away. So this happened. Obviously, there were a lot of questions. And Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister, has now just come out in parliament accusing Indian mercenaries of this killing on behalf of the country of India. And as you can imagine, this has not gone over well. So Canada has officially stopped any diplomatic talks with India. India has now stopped allowing visas for Canadians, etc. This is spiraling. But you'd think that with Trudeau, he is someone who basically has no skin in this game. Like this is not his country or his debate or his religion or anything. 
you would think that he would not make these accusations lightly. He had to know that this would have enormous geopolitical ramifications. So there has to be some reason for him to think that this was a murder on the part of India. So this is a super unusual and very fascinating, very, again, deep-seated story. So I hope this lays the groundwork for you guys because I think that this is something we're going to be talking about on into the future and we'll continue to unfold. So I'm going to maybe flag this somehow in your feed so that if you need to refer back to it or you want to send this episode to someone to explain the backstory of this complicated mess. I hope this is a good synopsis for you guys. And that for the week is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, humility is a strange thing. The minute you think you've got it, you've lost it. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.